On a Sunday morning, we take time to, to go through a teaching series from the Bible, uh, and to that end, we'll be starting a brand new series on the 17th of January, two weeks today. It's called Life As It Should Be, and we're looking at the life of Joseph in the beginning of Genesis. Joseph led an extraordinary life, and I think we'll find that so much of his life actually has parallels to the lives that we lead in 21st century Kingston. So I'll be kicking off that series on the 17th of January. But prior to then, today and next week, we'll have a little bit more of a, uh, a different feel, I suppose. Next week, I'll be reflecting on our week of prayer and fasting and reflecting on, I think, where we are as a church and where we're going as a church. And this morning, I'm actually going to be kind of tag-teaming with Jason and Vicky Stocks this morning as we begin this week of prayer and fasting. Jason's been leading our meeting this morning and he's married to the wonderful Victoria and they both have leadership roles within the church. So we're going to kind of tag team as a three, which is a little bit different for this morning as we kick off this week of prayer and fasting. I think this is a really key morning for us to that end. For us as a church, if you call King's Church your home, this is a significant morning as we just take stock to kick off our first ever week of prayer and fasting and what that means and what we're looking to God to do in our own lives and in the life of the church. But equally, if you're visiting the church this morning, perhaps you're looking for a new church in the new year, or you're thinking, it's a new year, I might give that whole church thing a go. Maybe you responded to my invitation at the carol service to come and explore, to come and look. If that's the case, I'm so pleased that you're with us. I think you're going to find this a helpful morning for you as well, because you'll be able to look into not just the life of King's Church, but what it is to be a follower of Jesus, because prayer really is at the heart of what it is to have a relationship with God. Prayer is how we, how we know God, how we meet God and explore God. So I think you're going to find it a helpful morning to look in on the life of a Christian, the life of a Christian within a church. Speaking of those carol services, just a little story to tell you to, to get us going. Um, I mentioned before they were two wonderful and excellent uh, carol services. However, if you'd have been here at about one o'clock in the afternoon, you may have been forgiven for wondering whether these actually were even going to take place. There was a certain degree of panic beginning to seep in. Basically, what happened is we'd been here through the morning, setting up, all was going well. At about half past 12, the whole of the sound system in this room just suddenly had a meltdown just completely broke. We couldn't use any of our visual stuff. We couldn't use any of our audio stuff. What's more, the system that had broken was causing like an intermittent, violent hissing sound about every 15 seconds. It meant, if that was going to continue, we, can't, we could not have a service in here. And so we were faced with a couple of options. Either we cancel the two carol services, which when I mentioned that to people, there was a sense of sort of mortification, the amount of work that had gone in, or we moved to a different room and we'd have, we'd have had like a smaller, stripped down, um, kind of much less excellent service really. And so eventually we realised we probably should pray. Probably should pray about this. And so we gathered in this, this very space and we prayed. And we prayed and we cried out to God to do something amazing, to fix this thing which nobody could seem to fix. The AV guys had given it the best shot. We've been phoning the tech support here, speaking to the library. <laughs> this noise kept coming. As we were praying, this noise kept coming just to make it really clear that God wasn't answering that prayer. It got to about 1.57, bearing in mind that 2 o'clock was the cutoff point for when we were going to make a call about cancelling or moving. In fact, Paul and I were still just about here, and the noise stopped. Just completely stopped, and we sort of looked at each other, I think the noise has stopped. And, uh, and Dave and his team came down and did what the tech guys did, and explored and looked around, and they're like, seems to be working, and the noise has stopped, and our visual can work, and our audio can work, and we had two completely perfect carol services. We had a tech guy from university that came at three o'clock. He didn't fix it. He was like, seems fine to me, and we're like, it really wasn't fine at 
I really believe that God answered our prayer in an amazing way. He really did. It was such an encouragement to those of us who were around that afternoon. At which point you might say, ah, it's a nice coincidence, Philip, come on. Nice coincidence. Maybe it is. Maybe it's a nice coincidence. The thing is, I find the more that I pray, the more those kinds of coincidences happen. And here's the thing. The more that I realize how dependent I am upon God, not that I'm only sometimes dependent upon God, the more that I realize I am always dependent upon God, and pray like that, the more God does stuff. And it was a privilege in a way to be reminded, I'm just completely dependent upon God. God, if you don't turn up, disaster. And the more that you realize, you realize that, and the more that you pray in light of that, I think God begins to do remarkable, remarkable things, which is why I'm excited about this week. That's what this week is partly about. It's an opportunity to bring the desires of our heart to God, to engender increasing dependency upon him and increasing desperation for him and to see him move remarkably. And yet prayer is about, it's about more than that, isn't it? It's about more than that. It's also about the opportunity to enjoy God. The opportunity to encounter him, to know him as father, to praise him, to give him glory, to sit in his presence and know relationship with him, interaction with him, fellowship with him, friendship with him, regardless of the requests that we bring towards him. Prayer is such a gift. Sometimes hard work, but it's such a gift that God has given us. At which point you might say, okay, I get all of that. This fasting thing, however, what's that, what's that all about? What's this fasting thing? Abstaining from food for a period of time? What is that all about? Well, I think if you look at the story of the Bible, and the Bible is one big story, it's one big story of God's plan to intervene and to draw humanity to himself, to a relationship. If you look at the story of the Bible, you will see that fasting comes up actually over and over and over again. Let me give you some examples, little mini vignettes, if you like. In the Old Testament, Moses, the leader of the people of Israel, he fasted, so he abstained from food before he received the Ten Commandments. King David, the most famous king of Israel, he fasted many times uh, through various challenges that he wanted to see God break through in. Prophet Elijah, he fasted as he was in the middle of an escape. There's a triumvirate of people, an amazing young woman called Esther, who found herself a queen in Persia. Daniel, he of lion's den fame, and a prophet called Ezra. All three of those people fasted at different times in history for the same reason, because of the peril and the danger that their nation found itself in. Into the New Testament, there's this wonderful elderly lady called Anna, who we see prayed and fasted for years on and off. Such was her desperation to see God's son. And wonderfully, towards the end of her life, she got to meet Jesus in the, in, in the temple when he was a child. There's a Roman soldier called Cornelius. And he, was, he fasted because he was so keen to know the one true God out of his Roman background. And the leaders of the very first church in Jerusalem in the first century, they fasted before they made a big decision, which was to send Paul and Barnabas out from amongst them to start the second and third and other churches. Fasting is found throughout the Bible. It really is. Let me read you this quote from a guy called Mahesh Chavda, who's a uh, a church leader in America of Indian background. He says this, Fasting is found throughout the Bible. Listen to this. It always seems to show up when ordinary people 
need extraordinary power, provision, and perseverance to overcome impossible odds. Read that to you again. It always, fasting, seems to show up when ordinary people need extraordinary power, provision, and perseverance to overcome impossible odds. And what's more, Jesus really believed in fasting. He really did. Jesus fasted, he went without food for 40 days before he began his public ministry. Fear not, we're not necessarily encouraging a 40-day fast, but Jesus really believed in it. And what's more, he expected his followers to fast. He really did. So I'm sure many of us will know the Lord's Prayer, that wonderful prayer that Jesus taught us when his followers asked him, how do we pray? Jesus said, this is how you pray when you pray. Something we're all familiar with. He said, when you pray, pray like me. That's the invitation of prayer. Jesus says, pray like, you can pray to God how I talk to God. That's what being a Christian is. It's to be in Christ, identified with Christ, so that we can pray to Father God like he does. That's what the Lord's Prayer says. He says, pray to God like I do, as a God as Father, a Father who provides and protects. Pray to him as a Father whose ultimate purpose is to bring the things of heaven to earth to your life, to the life of this community. Pray like that, Jesus says. But we sometimes, I would suggest, we tend to miss the next few verses. Because the same passage, Matthew 6, Jesus goes on to say, and when you fast, Jesus says, when you pray, you pray like this. Same passage, same discussion, he says, and when you fast, fast like this. Didn't say if you fast, didn't say if you, if you feel like it. Jesus says, when you fast, part of being a follower of mine, part of being a child of God, Jesus seems to be implying his fasting is abstaining from food for a while. And the verse that I'm referring to should come up on the screen behind me. It's in Matthew 6, verse 16. This is what Jesus says, bearing in mind just after he's talked about how to pray. He says, when you fast, don't look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. So he's saying, if you just want to fast to impress other people, then you'll get a reward, you'll impress other people, and that'll be it. That's what he means. And then he says, but when you fast, and, but when you fast, followers of mine, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who is in secret, will reward you. What does that mean? What does it mean that God will reward us? Does that mean that we can curry favor with God or anyone else through fasting? Does it mean that, we can, uh, that God will love us more or even approve of us more in our fasting? Absolutely not. King's Church, I want us to hear this. This is not about currying favor with God. It's not about topping up our approval tank from God's. To be a Christian, remember, is to put our faith in Christ and what he's done on the cross and the resurrection. So we're fully identified with him through faith. And all of the love and the approval the Father feels for Jesus is ours through faith. It can't be topped up. It's not about currying favor or adding to God's approval of us. And it's certainly not about getting favor or approval from anybody else. So what does he mean? What are the rewards that Jesus is getting at? Because we can feel a bit embarrassed, like my, is my observation about being Christians and, and looking for rewards from God. But Jesus says you'll be rewarded when you fast and pray. What does he mean? 
He means that we'll be rewarded through the blessing of growing intimacy with God. That we'll be rewarded by becoming hungrier for him and his purposes. That's been my experience. As your appetite for food is kind of having a bit of a battle inside you, I love my food. Actually, my experience is that in the spiritual dynamic, it's my appetite for God that accelerates disproportionately. You actually become hungrier for God, for the things of God, for, for meeting with him, for knowing him, for his purposes and his kingdom to come. Another reward is that you'll find that your prayers are, if you like, fueled by an increased measure of the Holy Spirit. It's part of the spiritual dynamic of praying and fasting. If I could say anything to you, it would be this. When you fast, which primarily is abstaining from food, but as my notes uh, in the week indicate, there are other things that you can choose to do if you feel so led to do, but primarily we're talking about abstaining from food. When you do that, what you're basically doing is saying, God, this is how much I want you. Even if you don't feel like you want God that much. This is not for the spiritual folk. This is not for the ones that have reached a religious, got some religious credentials. It's for anyone who wants to grow hungrier for God. It's a way of saying, God, I want you more. That's what it does. It's a wonderful, wonderful invitation. And to that end, I'm going to hand over now to Jason and Vicky. These are known to many of you, and they're good friends of mine here in the church. And they've got a bit of a real heart for this joy of praying and fasting. They've been wonderfully helpful to me and into the office as we planned this week for a while now. They've done so much work in the preparation of this week. And I've asked them to share a bit of what's been on their heart, what they've learnt through praying and fasting, and then to talk through the practicalities of the week that's ahead. So, all yours, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Philip. Um, hello. Hello again. Um, so yeah, I guess um, we want to share um, a bit of uh, a few stories really over this sort of last um, 15, 18 months, um, what God's been teaching us and, uh, and what he's been putting on our hearts and, and what he's been stirring us about. Uh, and look, just to say, look, we're, we're not standing here um, um, by any means as expert prayers or expert fasters. Um, we're really at a very early stage, but we really believe that God has been um, stirring us something in, in us, and, and, and here we are um, today. So um, I, I think for us in the sort of last um, 12, 15 months, God's really been reminding us about the awesome invitation we have had sons and daughters to, to come into his presence. The awesome invitation that as Christians we have to, to come and hear from him, to come and speak to him, to come and ask him for things. And more and more we've re- really stood and convinced that that prayer is this dynamic tool that God gives us as Christians to, to see breakthrough, not just in our own lives, but in our friends' lives, in our relatives' lives, into communities, into people that we've never even met before. And, um, and more and more, we really see this, this tool, this dynamic tool as, as a way of life um, as a Christian. So we just wanted to share a few bits of things that we've learned this year, really. And the first one is about getting into a routine of prayer. And um, I think for us, since, since we got married, our kind of one-on-one prayer time with God um, took a bit of a hit and it took a bit of a while for us to kind of work out how to get into that routine again of spending one-on-one time with Jesus and um when we were with me is quite hard sometimes <laughs> yeah a lot of adjustments <laughs> but, um 
Um, but we, we spent some time in South Africa um, this time last year, and um, we really felt um, stirred to prioritize that one-on-one -on -one time with God. And it, it really sort of set us up for this year and spending that time with him by ourselves and um, can genuinely testify to the fruit of that in, in our own lives, but also within our marriage. Yeah, it was quite funny, sort of, um, after a couple of weeks, I'd be like, have you been praying about this specific thing? And Victoria would be like, yeah, I've been praying for some weeks, actually. I'm like, oh, I'm ready to make that decision now. Yeah. That sort of slight stubbornness in me. Um, but, um, but let's be honest, um, sometimes um, getting into that regular routine is quite difficult, isn't it? Life, work, um, just stuff that comes up that seems um, more attractive, um, it can be a challenge. But God is a God of order. He's a God who loves routine. He's a God who loves a regular rhythm of life. And, and for us, um, we've been learning more and more about uh, and been reminded more and more about how important it is to be in this regular rhythm of prayer. And it always seems to be on holidays um, that he does this. Um, and uh, we went on holiday in September and um, we had a great, great couple of weeks and really got back into that regular routine of prayer and really met with God in, in a powerful way. And we were both reading Daniel and we were both struck about how Daniel is a man who, who regularly prays. He was a man who prayed daily, he prayed three times a day and he had a, a, an active regular relationship speaking to God. And later in Daniel, well he really um, comes across some pretty difficult situations, he continues praying. That, that prayer life that he has steadies him and it gives him faith to, to, to keep on going. And uh, ironically, um, a, a few weeks after we returned back from France, um, out of nowhere, I, I found out that um, my job was moving to another part of the country and um, I was being made redundant. And, and then we were both um, presented with some quite difficult circumstances in our own family. And rather than completely losing it, um, we were already in this sort of regular pattern of praying. And we were actually able to say, okay, God, we are going to trust you through this. Yeah, so our second uh, learning thing was that when challenges come, we're already praying. Um, something else that we've learned is to be specific in prayer. And um, I think Andrew Smith brought a word, uh, the last prayer and praise about that. Be specific. God says, what, you know, what are you asking me for? And we have a very good friend um, who this year has had some extremely um, horrible things happen to her, really bad health, and she practically found herself um, with nowhere to live and in a really bad way, really. Um, and we had her come to stay with us in July, and we, we just spent some time talking to her and asking her, like, what are your needs? What is it that we can ask God for? And she had real faith to believe that God would provide um, despite her circumstances, and, and that sparked faith in us, I think. And, and so we sat around our dining room table, and um, we just started asking God specifically for things that she needed, and that was a flat in a specific town, which was close to her support network, um, with a bath, and um, on the first floor, and quickly. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, we, we asked God for that. And then um, a few weeks later, I got a WhatsApp message from her and she sent me some photos said, this is the flat I'm moving into this week. And it had a bath. It was on the first floor. It was in this town. 
and hey, it happened in a couple of weeks. And that really stirred more faith in us. And um, so then we asked God again, Lord, she really needs a permanent place to live because this was a temporary um, council accommodation. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, you helped her move in, didn't you? And decorated her permanent place, which also had a bath. Yeah, and and it was just amazing. I remember that sort of first time. And and she was specific about having blue in a bathroom. She wanted a blue bathroom. And I went round to this now permanent place, walked into the bathroom, and I was like, oh, my goodness, at the end of the bath, these two, it wasn't a blue bathroom, it was a white bathroom, but there was two beautiful tiles, (laughs) and they were blue at the end of the bath. And I was just like, wow, God, you'd love to answer prayer. And, And for us... You know what? We, as we were gathering around that table, it was a pretty awful situation, but we just saw something in her, and, and she had that mustard seed of faith, and that stirred us, and that was enough to bring to God. That's enough. God, Jesus talks a lot about mustard seed faith, doesn't he? And these, I don't know if you've ever seen mustard seed. These are, these are our little mustard seeds that we use for, um, for illustration purposes. No, for, for, for curry making. Um, we just carry them around wherever we go. No, um, but God talks about mustard seed faith, doesn't he? That, that, that mustard, if you, if you have mustard seed faith, you'll see mountains move. You'll see a mulberry tree planted in deep waters. Just if we have a mustard seed faith, it's pretty awesome. Am I, am I to go on somewhere? It's you. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that God's been um, teaching us is about perseverance in prayer. And some of you um, might know about sort of 15 months ago, um, my dad got taken into hospital. Um, he, was, um, he had malnutrition. Um, he um, had high alcohol dependency. Um, life was pretty, pretty awful, really. The house was a real state. Um, family relationships were broken down and we live 180 miles away and there was only so much that we could do and there was literally so much to do and God really taught us over that time about persevering in prayer to through someone who's a real stubborn old boot as some of our dads are and and over that sort of period, um, God was really daily really teaching us about keep on persevering, keep on persevering. And this, this Christmas, we, we went back to spend some time with him and just sort of reflected on the 15 months. And um, the, the, house, <laughs> the house is transformed. Um, God, God um, just miraculously got um, applications that we put in for grants. Um, the processing time was literally halved, what the council was saying. Um, we got a care package um, put in to support him. Um, God has re- repaired relationships with my sister. She now drops um, food off to him. And um, from what was just an awful situation and over that 15 months, just persevering, keep on asking, keep on seeking God. We've really seen transformation. And these are obviously some highlights and um, some real answers to prayers. But there's lots of things that we haven't seen answers to. Um, Jason's dad is still alcohol dependent and not, th- not yet saved. My friend's not yet physically healed. She's still got a lot of um, physical troubles. And um, there are loads of people that we love dearly who aren't yet saved. And I think everyone in this room has lists like that and, and knows what it is to have prayed and not, not yet seen answers. Um, but that is why it's so important to keep coming to God. Um, he tells us to keep asking, to keep seeking, to keep knocking. He calls us to persevere. And... Um, and also something that I've learned is that when we're at that point of 
there's been a point this year where things are quite difficult and I just said to Jason, like, I genuinely don't have anything in me to pray anymore. <laughs> I can't do it. And I've learned that I can come to God and say, Lord, I need you to help me to pray. Holy Spirit, give me, give me faith, give me perseverance. And so just encourage you, um, if you have things that you're persevering in prayer for, keep coming, keep asking, keep seeking. And, and also God, God calls us to humble ourselves before him and challenge you to humble yourself before him in those things. And um, whilst all that was sort of going on, God, um, as ever, uses those times to, to teach us other things. So he was teaching us afresh the importance of, of prayer. But also reminding us afresh of 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 fasting and and um, and for me personally, um, I guess sort of um, a few months really after I became a, a Christian, I got invited to um, yeah maybe eight nine months or so I got invited to a, a prayer and fasting event, and I didn't have a Scooby Doo what what fasting was. I just become a Christian. I thought yeah I'll rock up. And all of a sudden, it was a couple of days of fasting. And for those of you who know me, I, I absolutely love food. Um, I love thinking about food. I love preparing food. I love eating food. I love cooking food. And I remember that evening going back to the hotel room. I thought, what would I normally be doing? I'd go in for a little shower, and then I'd go out for a meal. And this evening, I wasn't doing that. And I just remember just spending this time that I would otherwise be spending eating, spending it with God. And I genuinely met with him in such an exciting way, in a new way, in a powerful way. And something just went off for me in that evening. And I guess over the next couple of years, um, privately and with some friends here, we would intersperse days of fasting. Yeah, so we did our first three-day fast together last year, and um, we wanted to set, us, set apart some time specifically to really ask God for some specific things in our lives. And um, Jason was admittedly more committed to that than I was. I um, came home and she was having a burger and chips one <laughs> evening. I couldn't believe it. So, um, but later no, on actually, that, I'm joking. <laughs> later on that week, um, we went to a conference, and the guy was speaking, and amazingly, he was talking about prayer and fasting and how that was sort of underpinning his ministry and the significance that had on real breakthroughs he saw in in the life of his family but also in church and it it was so inspiring having come out of three days of of fasting and praying yeah yeah sort of I think it was October 2014 and yeah just naturally to go into that conference and hear someone um talking about fasting Something, um, yeah, really uh, stirred us, and then we thought, thought "Wow, what would a what would a week of uh, of prayer and fasting look like? Actually, what would a, a a week of prayer and fasting with others look like? And and what would a week of prayer and fasting look like in King's Church? And and and, and here we are. So our experience um, is not necessarily that fasting always um, means major breakthrough, although we have seen real breakthrough in situations, but. Um, our experience is that God is interested in our hearts and our heart motive when we fast, and that's primarily what it's all about. And um, we can really testify that when we have spent time fasting, we've gained real clarity in decision-making, um, whether it's tiny decisions or big decisions. We have seen real breakthrough, but primarily we've, we've gained a real greater hunger to spend time with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think for us uh, as, uh, as Christians, we, we're more and more convinced that, that praying and fasting is part of 
uh, life as a Christian. And as we, as we read, uh, as Philip already alluded to in Matthew, Jesus assumes that, that praying and fasting is, is part of our everyday life. I have to be honest, it's not easy at times. I've had some absolute shockers. And, uh, and, and, and I think in, in the last few weeks, I think God's been showing me, um, actually, as we're approaching this week, how much at, at times I really do depend on food. When I'm bored, I'll eat. When I'm bored, I'll think about food and, 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 and other things like that. So I'm really going to be interesting in this next um, few days. But I think what we've been, what we've been learning um, as we've been preparing this, um, there, was a great, there was a great quote saying, look, actually, when you're... When you're um, when you need help, when you, when, you, when you need to feast, when you need food, why don't you feast on the word of God? Feasting is fasting. <laughs> or fasting is feasting. <laughs> that the other way around. Fasting is feasting. And that, that really excites us, actually. When, we're, when, we're, when we really need food, when we're, when we're getting hungry, actually, we're going we're gonna to come and spend time with the Lord. And that is going to be more than sufficient. Oh, me again. Gosh, shocking. What would I do? Um, so look, we're, we're really excited about this week. We're really excited about God stirring us as individuals. We're really excited about God envisioning us. And we're really excited about God mobilizing us as a church together as we, as we go through this week. And we really believe as we start this year, it's a wonderful opportunity to, to get back into um, routines of spending time with God, to learn afresh, to, to be persevering, in prayer, whether you've got a faith of a mustard seed, bringing that to God and actually coming specifically asking him for things. And he's going to do and stir us and do great things amongst us. So that's just a little bit of what we've been learning. Hope it's helpful. Um, and we're just going to talk briefly about the practicalities of this week now. So, yeah, so um, just out of curiosity, hands up who's got five minutes spare tomorrow. Five minutes. Out of the 24 hours, 55 minutes, five minutes, then in some shape or form, we can all partake in this next week. Whether you've never fasted before, whether you haven't spent any regular time with, uh, with Jesus or it's been some time, in some shape or form, we can all partake and, and be part of this week. Mm. And, and yeah, whether you've got five minutes or 50 minutes, God is interested in your heart motive and wherever you're at, he's going to meet you in that. He's going to stir you. He's going to envision you. And it's going to be an exciting week. So this is how we see the week planning out. I think we've got, yeah. Let's, so let's Monday, just you and God. You and God, we've got a, a podcast. Philip's going to be um, setting off the week. Each day, we've got a number of podcasts. It's, uh, well, there's going to be a podcast each day. And throughout the week, we're going to have different people speaking to us. So Monday, it's just you and God. Tuesday, you and King's Church. And then that evening, we're going um, to meet a little earlier, 7.30 in JG2002. And we've got some friends from other churches coming as well. So it's going to be a real exciting evening. And I really would make a, a note and prioritize um, this coming Tuesday. On Wednesday, we're going to be um, praying about King's Church and the ministries within King's Church. And Thursday, and um, we're going to be praying about um, leaders and leadership. And um, Thursday evening, um, Philip and, and Paul and the wider leaders are going to gather. And we really would appreciate your prayers. Um, there's there's a number of different people leading in King's Church, so this is going to be a specific day to be praying for for all the leaders. 
On Friday, we're going to journey into Europe and pray for the church in, across Europe, um, but specifically our friends in Istanbul. And John Ford's going to be kicking off the day for us with his podcast. And then Saturday, we're going to be looking at big issues. Um, Rachel Rigby, who's uh, a member of King's Church, she's currently working in Iraq, and she's going to be speaking to us via podcast, and again, looking at global, global issues. And then Saturday night, we're going to meet here in the Clatton um, and have an evening of real celebration and praise, and there'll be an opportunity to really share testimony as well. And then Sunday, we're going to finish here. Um, Philip will be um, drawing the week um, to a close. We'll have a communion together, hopefully with big hunks of bread. Um, <laughs> um, but that Sunday, we'll, we'll, we'll be drawing things to a close. And, and just to say, look, um, be as creative as you want. Um, we were sort of thinking up some ideas. There's um, be a leaflet um, uh, coming out um, during our response, a leaflet to equip you um, with all that's happening and, and summary of what we've been speaking about. But look, if you, if you um, get the train to work... At, Norberton Station or Kingston or wherever, you could meet up with a mate and pray with them for five minutes. Um, you could create a, a WhatsApp group. You could even um, ring someone and pray over the phone. It really is an open canvas in the different creative ways that you can get involved in this week. Perhaps as a life group, you could meet up just informally and pray together or, yeah, start a WhatsApp group, um, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've, yeah, the, well, Jenny has produced this amazing um, guide. Um, I can't open it and talk, but um, each day has got a different focus. There's a, a Bible verse to encourage you. There's prayer ideas, and there, there'll also be this podcast, which will come out via email every morning for you to have a listen to. Um, and then finally, you can see up there, there's, um, there's a specific email address that's been set up. If God's speaking to you about something specific, um, then we really want to hear that. We want to share that on Tuesday evening. And we want to get that stuff out. We want to celebrate it on, on Saturday evening. So if God's speaking to you about specific things, um, then do feel free to, to email it in on that email address. I think that's it from us. Thank you, guys. Can we give them a round of applause? Thank you so much. Just... Uh, serving us brilliantly both this morning and in for many weeks prior to this they've put an awful lot of work and time and, and thought and prayer into this so I, I hope you're beginning if you haven't already to catch something of what I really believe God wants to do with with you with with us with this church with this borough as a result of, of this week we really are excited about it and if you've heard nothing else this morning I hope you've heard that the invitation to, to pray and to fast in some form in different ways through the week is an invitation. It's an invitation to any who want to follow God, to any who want to draw close to God. I can guarantee you that you will meet God in those, in, in those moments. I really can. I've known it myself. These guys have known it. Many others have known it. It'd be wonderful as the week is progressing to begin to hear stories on Saturday evening, Sunday morning. It'd be great to be hearing testimonies. Um, there's a, 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 on, the, on the resources, I hope there is also kind of FAQs that can help you and there are, there are uh, hyperlinks that can take you to places to get practical help and so on. I won't go into the details now of whether you have medical issues or all that kind of stuff, but I hope that that document, both electronically and in hard copy, is a really good resource for you this week to meet with God and have your heart, hunger for him sharpened. I love us to be joining together on Tuesday evening, 7.30, but earlier than normal. Love us to be making that a priority. I promise you again, we're going to meet with God powerfully. King Church, I'm telling you, if we do anything else this year, we're going to pray. 
Yeah, that's what it all rests upon. The whole, uh, if you like, future and flourishing and health and growth of this church and our desire to impact this borough rests upon the gift of prayer. So come on, let's come together on Tuesday. Let's come with expectation, with appetite. You choose how and when you fast. That's entirely between you and God's. But let's come together in ones and twos and as a community, Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday morning, and let's celebrate this joyful opportunity to see what God might do as we pray. Do you agree? Brilliant. Robin, can I ask you to come and uh, help us respond? We're going to sing a couple, at least a couple of songs together. And what I'd love us to do as to help us respond is to use the first song, of course, to worship, but just to let what's been said this morning, it might be that a particular phrase has just kind of really unlocked something in your heart. Something could have really spoken to you from what Jason and Victoria or I have been saying or the scriptures that have been there. Just let this first song kind of just... Uh, use it as an opportunity to let the Holy Spirit speak to you and guide you as to what he is calling to you this week. Yeah? And then in the second song, what you'll find is that our wonderful stewards and the blue tops will hand out these brilliant little booklets to you um, to give you an op- another opportunity to, to kind of gestate, if you like, and reflect on how you're going to approach this week. So the first song, we're going we're gonna to enjoy worshipping Jesus, just to reflect on what we've heard. God, what are you calling me to this week? And then we'll keep doing that into the second song, but you'll find that these booklets come out to you, which you can, again, use to reflect on all that we've heard this week. Okay, let's stand. Let me pray, which would seem apt. <laughs>